0: thing that you will need to do to ensure that you are placed within that system first is to ensure that you have presence online. How do you have presence online? Have a site. Now, it's good to be on Facebook. It's good to be on Twitter. Fantastic. Those are places where you are able to create and generate more leads. But where are you pulling all those leads to? There needs to be a place, a collection point, a landing page that is linked to where you can offer consistent value your site and that's why it's important this journey for me started about nine years ago when i started my first site for free on blogspot.com and then after like a year i moved to my own domain deuluakimi.com i have been on that channel with commitment and dedication when there was no money involved There's a season in which I must sow. It must receive water in order to grow. And when it receives water, it grows. And after a while, it becomes. It brings us own fruit, and I can harvest. I cannot break that process. If I forget to plant, and I go to the farm and I start harvesting, I must be on somebody else's farm. Do you understand? Now the principles are they are they are there. They are self they are self revealing in in once you see them you know okay look how do I bend my life around this No, how do I bend this around my life there's a love, There's a principle of process there's a principle of process defined by harvest and there are different principles that you realize if I want to operate my life in, a, in balance, I want to be effective I need to play by those rules now unfortunately many of us went to school and many of us went to school in such a way that we, waited, we wasted the sowing time, we wasted the wetting time We woke up at the harvest time. Two days for the exam. We packed it together, crammed the text, entered the exam hall, and still passed. Now we passed and broke the principle of process. Reality is time always tells. After a while, you realize that you can't break that principle. You can only break yourself against it. And we realize if we are independent, if we are dependent, if we are the kind of people who say this is the kind of person I am, I really don't have a choice then we are not utilizing our proactive capabilities. If I don't have... Somebody shared a testimony and said, the moment I played the picture of my funeral, I realized that I'm living my life wrong. That I taught us that if you don't begin with the end in mind, we will live lives that are not in congruence or alignment with how we really want to live them. We shared about how to put first things first, how to ensure that you are prioritizing the things that are important and not just taking to-do lists. And that took us to independence. And then from independence, we said there, in order to win public victories, you will need to interact with other people. And I tell people, I said, if you understand, if you analyze your life correctly, all of us, if you analyze your life correctly, you will realize that your life is really lived for others. And that you will achieve more progress in life, not by struggling with it, by just cooperating with it. Realizing that when you make money, you will spend some of it on MTN. You will spend some of it on the plumber. The electrician will collect his own. Everybody will collect their own. Your spouse will collect her own. Your husband, you know, your children will collect their own in school fees, in school bags, in books. At the end of the day, you have some money left and you want to buy clothes for yourself. And then in buying clothes for yourself, you realize that you didn't really buy it for yourself. You bought it for the person who will look at you and say, wow, you're looking good. I like your dress. And then you feel a bit more comfortable knowing that somebody else appreciates what you're doing. That you will make a lot more progress in life when you stop struggling with that reality. And understand that, you know what, if I'm going to really go to be engaging with people, I better learn how to do it right. Now, many of us experience frustrations in relationships with our colleagues, with our bosses, with our spouses, with our friends. Simply because if the private victories are not won, you can't even begin the journey on the public victories. Many of us make attempt to make withdrawals from places where we have not made deposits. So we shared about the public victory, the fact that the first habit there is a thinking habit. It's not a doing habit, it's a thinking habit, and your thought pattern needs to be think win-win. And when you think win-win, the only way you can express the reality of thinking win-win is seeking first to understand before you're understood. Because you don't really know what win is for somebody else until you understand them. And then we talked about the fact that once you seek first to understand before you're understood, usually what happens is that you are able to together come up with what they call the third alternative. Something that you are both not thinking about before that is better than the options that you both had. And once you are able to communicate openly like that and really be sincere with each other, you can achieve what is called synergy. And synergy is when one plus one is greater than three, not two. Where one plus one adds up to more than what you could have gotten independently. Now today, we want to take that discussion a bit further. And talk about sharpening the saws. We want to talk about the habits of self-renewal. The principle of balanced self-renewal. And there's a very interesting metaphor that is used to explain this. I'll start with that small metaphor. It says there was a man who went to the forest to cut some wood. And this man took his axe and was cutting the wood. And he cut plenty of wood. And he was cutting and he was tired. And he was cutting and his axe had become so dull that instead of cutting the tree at just two strikes, in the ten strikes, to cut the tree. And his friend asked him a question. He said, my friend, why don't you sharpen this saw? It looks like it's dull already. It's not cutting so effectively. And the man answered, I am too busy cutting now. I don't have time to sharpen it. Now, it sounds counter-intuitive. It looks foolish, doesn't it? But many of us live our lives like that. We live our lives... Too busy doing what we are doing, we never have time to take out time and ensure that we are more effective. We never take out time to ensure that we are better. Now, I want to ask you, for example, when was the last time that you read a book? When was the last time that you sat down and decided, I will go for a course, I will take time out and spend this time learning? When was the last time you you decided to say, you know what, let me have a routine around which I exercise, let me check what I'm eating let me, let me prolong this life that I'm living. When was the last time you decided to go somewhere, stare into space, and just think? When was the last time you renewed your relationship with your friends? You know, many of us, it's when we have crises that we suddenly realize how much we love our loved ones. And then we begin to say, okay, look, if, I, if today was my last day, what will I do? Many of us, if today was our last day, we will take our time to write letters, love notes to our loved ones. Some of us will call our parents and tell them you know you know, I really care about you, you know I really like you. Many of us will call our spouses and tell them you know I'm sorry I've been such a grouch. We'll do amazing things if only we can pause from the busyness of our lives to ask ourselves am I effective, am I sharp enough? There's something that the Bible says. It says, uh, it says much strength is exacted because the axe is dull but wisdom is profitable to direct. Now the wisdom here is the wisdom that lets you know even though I need to get things done, my capacity to get things done well is dependent on how I renew myself. Now, Habit 7 is a Quadrant 2 activity. If you remember uh, Quadrant 2 we talk about putting first things first, it is one of those things that will never happen if you don't prioritize it. Somebody asked me a question over the weekend person came to see me on Sunday afternoon and it was the first time we were meeting, even though we had talked to once on the phone. person has said he wanted to see me and uh, I decided to go for the meeting. And after we talked, we talked about different things. And the guy said, my final question before I go, my final question. He asked me a number of questions. My final question is, how do you have time to do all of these things? How on earth do you manage Okay, It was a Sunday afternoon. I had gone for service in the morning. I had done a review meeting in the afternoon. I was in the middle of XYZ. After he left me, I spent some time playing table tennis. So he asked me, how on earth do you really find the time to do these things? And the question is this. There are, in every one of us, we have what we call the big rocks of our lives. How to ensure you can do all of these things by ensuring that the first thing you put in place are the big rocks. Because if the big rocks are not in first, they will never be able to enter. But once you put the big rocks in, once the things that are key and priorities in your life have their space, every other thing will find a very interesting way to fit in. Now, unfortunately, the big rocks are not urgent. They are important, but they are not urgent. It's not. It will never be urgent for you to sit with your wife and have a one-hour, uninterrupted discussion, it will never be urgent. It will become urgent when there's crisis, when your wife says to you, you know what, I'm divorcing you, I just want I just to say, ah, really, what did I do? Let's talk. <laughs> At that point, it's no longer quadrant two, it has come into quadrant one. It becomes urgent when you are walking towards your house, there's this story I told a few people some time back, one man was going to his first house, and as he was going to his first house, he saw his friend's son outside by the corner of the house smoking Ibu. Ah! You know when somebody is smoking cigarettes or drinking, you can challenge them. You know? You are another person. You can challenge them. wrong with you? Why are you drinking beer? You can challenge them. But when you see a young chap smoking Ibu and his eyes are red, as an adult, you will know that you don't want to challenge yourself. So the man saw him, he saw that, ah, this one has passed the level of correction. Yeah. He has entered down 2, black belt. So he kept on moving in his mind. Ah, what's my friend doing? My friend is not training his children, though. And as he was approaching the house, he had made up his mind that when I get into the house, I will tell my friend about it. This son of his that is smoking, he goes beside the house. So as he goes there, he says, my friend, how are you? He goes to his friend, oh, he say, ah, my friend, you will not believe what I saw. He said, what do you see? He said, "As I was coming to your house, I saw your son." As he said, "Son," the son came out Aww. into the living room. He said, "I saw your sm- smoking e- cigarettes." <laughs> I, I I I cannot even afford to say what he was smoking. <laughs> that is around. That out of cowardice, he decided to m- modify. <laughs> now it, become crisis, it becomes crisis when. The son is already smoking his cigarettes. It has gone too far already. The bonds have not been built. There was no relationship. It's been... It's been... Do it my way. This is what I want to do. So you don't even have time to discover who they are. The, the axe is now dull. It's no longer cutting. That's the time when many of us try to sharpen the saw. Sharpening the saw is a constant activity. It's something you need to consistently do. It's the act of ensuring that you have deposits already made in the various faculties of life so that I can draw them it will be crazy if for example the only time I have to read and explain and teach you is this morning Ah, I have a class today and that's all the time I have to read it won't be normal I'll be here thinking okay I've missed that line what do I talk about next but because the conscious habit of sharpening the soul of getting informed or getting knowledgeable is easier. The same thing you want to do with our lives. Now, the sharpening the saw, the principle of sharpening the saw says essentially that there are four dimensions in the human life. There are four key aspects of life you want to ensure that you are sharpening your saw in. You want to increase your effectiveness, you want to increase your capacity to be able to continue to achieve the results that you're achieving. You want to consistently be able to sharpen the soul. Now, what are those dimensions? There's a the physical dimension. There's physical. There's mental. There's spiritual. And there's social. Okay? In simple terms. There's mental. There's physical. I need to sharpen the soul physically. Two. There's mental. I need to sharpen my mental souls. You know, in the language of effectiveness... I define effectiveness as the balance of production capacity and production, yes? Yes. Habit number seven, sharpening the saw, is the habit of creating production capacity. It's the habit of building your capacity to ensure that you can always produce in your various aspects of life. So I want to keep on producing physically. I want to produce physically until I'm 90, for example. Yeah. It means I need to ensure that there's physical renewal going on. Otherwise, I will discover that I have burnt out. One of my friends usually says something to me. He says, life is about the horse and the messenger. Now, your body is the horse, and your brain is the messenger. He says, if your horse dies on the way to where you want to deliver the message, you will not be able to deliver the message. And if the messenger is dead before the horse gets there, the horse will only get there there will be no message. That renewal is a process of ensuring that your horse stays alive and the messenger is kept intact. Now, the, so in this in this metaphor, I need to ensure that my physical is renewed. I need to ensure that my mental is renewed. I need to ensure that my spiritual is renewed, and my social interactions and relationships are also renewed. That's essentially what I'm saying. It's about I need to take conscious effort to time out, take a look at myself, and ask myself what do I need to do to ensure that this is done. Now, physically, what do I need to do physically? Physically, there are three key things you need to do. There are three key areas where your soul needs to be sharpened. One is exercise. Exercise is for strength, for flexibility, for you to be able to continue to carry yourself. Exercise is key. Now, many of us at the realm of sharpening our physical souls know a lot more than we are doing. So, there's a challenge of of, of integrity be, be, between what we know and what we actually practice. Many of us know okay this is not good for me, this is what is good for me but this is where you use your endowments. This is where you use your in, your independent will. This is where you use your imagination to say to yourself, I need to get myself off this place and ensure that I exercise. Somebody analyzed something very interesting. He said if I wake up in the morning and it is raining and I've already told myself I will exercise, what do I do? go ahead and do the exercise you know what you have done not only have you exercised your body you have also exercised your will, your capacity to decide what you will do irrespective of what is happening to you you have exercised your proactive muscles so not only are you exercising your physical muscles your proactive muscles are exercised on the days you don't feel like it and you go ahead and do it now not only do you exercise physically, nutrition as well what are you eating? Um, when I was much younger than this, cancer and all those kind of ailments were very scarce in Nigeria. You only hear about them in movies. Okay, but today, you look around you, if you pay attention, and you realize that every now and then, the number of people that I know that I have cancer as a person is more than I can bear, as in I have knowledge of, number of people that have died, number of people that I have currently, number of people that have died recently, you know? Getting to a place where our nutrition is being at the same level as people who knew they were eating junk food. Uh, what are you doing about it? Are you deliberate? Are you consciously looking and saying, Okay, this is when I eat, this is when I don't eat, this is what I eat, what I don't eat. How are you sharpening that soul? And the last one here says stress management. As stress management for many people may look like what stresses us. Now, the easiest way to ensure that you're not stressed is by ensuring that your life is in alignment with your values and your mission. Stress comes from the frustration of running and running without a clear end. It's stressful. It's stressful when you are doing so much, you are chasing the wrong things. Stress, one of the greatest ways to reduce stress, is having a clear mission statement. And constantly, consciously going back to look at it and ask yourself, Am I living my life in alignment with this mission? I realize many of us did the funeral statement and it brought some level of clarity. But guess what? That clarity will be lost in one year if you are not sharpening the soul. I've done the course before. One year ago, somebody came and I remember how it felt. But we will relax and relax back into our old state for as long as we don't consciously, constantly place an opportunity before us to sharpen that soul. So how do I manage myself I'm having stress? You know somebody looks at me and says, know you should be people are genuinely worried about my health. When I've had the lot of somebody told somebody somebody was so concerned about my health that when I went for medical checkup, I went for medical checkup and they gave me a clean bill of health. The person said no, there's one right test I must do. <laughs> that he will pay for it. So he did another test for them to do an MRI scan. You know, a full MRI so Look, there, there, something is wrong. You, you cannot be behaving like this and everything will be all right. Go and check this one. When you check this one, it will reveal something. It was a very f- strenuous test. Put something, check chemical and tracking this. Put you inside the machine and scan and all that. Now, reality is, stress is not from doing too much. Stress, really, is from doing... What is not connected You look at what you are doing Your life is in a You are scattered Somebody had this experience He was stressed He had stress So he went to the hospital to meet the doctor And says doctor I feel like I am breaking up I feel frustrated I feel angry I am finding it difficult to manage myself Something is going wrong with me And I have tried medication It is not working So the doctor told him Will you do what I tell you to do he said, "I'll do it." He said, "Do you promise me you will do exactly what I tell you to do?" He said, "I'll do it." He said, "Okay. Here's what you will do. I'm going to write four prescriptions for you. Four prescriptions. Don't open the prescriptions until you get to where I ask you to go to." He said, "Okay." The first prescription, open it at 9 a.m. Second prescription, take it at 12. Third one at 3, and the fourth one at 6. He said, "Okay." He said, "What I'm going to do is." Go somewhere you enjoyed going when you were a child and go and spend the whole day there. He said, Doctor, are you serious? He said, No, I'm not serious. When you see my bill, you will know I'm serious. <laughs> this, 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 uh, this prescription I'm giving you. When you see my bill, you will know how serious things are. So he went there at 9 a.m. The position was sit down now. He went to a beach, it was a beach he used to go as a child. So he went to the beach, opened the first prescription, the position said, listen for the next three hours i said listen for three hours so so she sat there and was listening to the waves was hearing the waves after a while he started hearing some things behind the waves the things you normally don't hear until your eyes opens up birds chirping nature and all that then after a while he drifted into thinking and listening to you know what are the things i used to do here what was the vision i had when i was small what days think about? What was my life about then? I remember the good old days. The memories here. My first this, my first that. Do you understand? Three hours. Another three hours, you open the next position. Next just said something about uh, documents, li- connect with your past. All your past e- exciting experiences connect with it. So we wrote down a few past exciting experiences. By the time it was three o'clock, given another position, said, um, re-clarify re- your mission statement. Reclarify clarify what you want to do. To cut the long story short. By the time the man was doing exercises, he realized what was frustrating him was the fact that his life currently had no meaning. He had become wealthy, he had become rich, he was pursuing things. He didn't have the sense of really adding value to any other human being. He was stressed up in his pursuit. And that's what happens. That It's physical, Renewal, But that physical renewal requires that you are in connection with the things that you want to achieve. Mental renewal, what do I need to do? I need to constantly be developing myself. So, reading. I can start in a small way. By reading a book a month. By reading, I met one man one day about 13 years, 12 years ago. I met him in Turkey. The man was from Saudi Arabia. And we had a very interesting discussion. And I, amongst all the people I had met, I felt something, I felt a connection with the guy. So I, I, you know, he was 10 years older than me in the company. So I I bust him up and chatted with him. That, you know, how do you do, do, what are you doing? And the guy told me, I'm from Saudi Arabia. In Saudi Arabia, based on where I'm from and my lineage and all that, I really don't need to work. Okay, I'm, I'm fine. I have a TV show I run in my country. I'm just working in this company, you know, because I want to do this kind of work. And he said with me, how passionate he is about personal development, and how in his house, his TV is usually off, but are everywhere significant in his house, up to his toilet, there's a book there, so that any time he wanders even into the toilet, in those few minutes of connection with the latrine. He takes a book and he reads. <laughs> he, takes a book, he takes a book and he reads. Consciously developing himself, sharpening his soul. Um, mentally, you want to develop yourself. You want to increase your capacity to be able to produce in that dimension of your life, reading. Visualizing. This vision board we created, fantastic. But many of us will dump it somewhere and never see it again. But the act of sitting down and Visualizing using my imagination to connect it with my future is sharpening my soul. I need to sharpen my energy. I need to sharpen my my my, hope, my my dreams. I need to consciously remind myself where am I going? How do I want this to end? Many of us go tired of our businesses because we lose focus on our end. As in one minute, you're shouting financial freedom. Another minute you are ah, I'm tired of. I need a job. (laughs) Visualize. Planning. Okay? Planning. Now, one of the, one of the, one of the best mental sharpening activities you will ever be involved in is writing. Writing is a very powerful development opportunity because in writing, it forces you to think Habit 5. It forces you to seek first to understand before you're understood. You want to pass your message across in such a way that your listening audience can understand it. So you start from what is meaningful to them and bridge it to what you want to share. In writing, writing is one of the few things that people do that makes them think. The average Human being can go through life without thinking. Do you know? Yeah. The way the human brain is wired is wired in such a way that once you have learned how to do something, the brain can repeat that process. So, no thinking required. You can, and somebody defined this way. He says, men and rivers are alike. He says, the reason why men and rivers are crooked is because they always look for the path of least resistance. So men are crooked, levers are crooked because they're looking for where is easy for me. Where it's easy for me. One of the things that will force your mind to put thoughts together and think is writing. And that's one of the reasons why the assignments you must do for me, one of the assignments today, is writing a blog post. Now, I did a 30-day challenge that ended a few days ago of writing daily. And I, and I tell people, there's nothing that develops your capacity to think more than taking on a challenge like that. Okay, of writing. Because then you, by then you write for three days, you now realize how empty you are. So ah, it has finished you. <laughs> so, some people, out of their total confusion, decided to go and copy other websites to post. Because you realize, okay, I've written about finance. I've written about other personal development. So what's next now? Somebody will just, as I, as I saw somebody posting, you will just go to some place, copy the Bible, and paste it there and post. The people, the people, they know themselves, they are listening to me. <laughs> but understand this. Right. Challenge yourself. You will learn. You will be forced to learn. You will be forced to think. And that's how you sharpen your mental soul. There's a lot that your mind needs to do. So you need to prepare for the long call, Sharpen that soul. Also, you have your spiritual soul. Now, and in everywhere you go to those dimensions, let's not fool ourselves. And say, okay, let's just talk about mental and physical. There's no spirits. We are spirit beings what keeps you in alignment? Like I said to you, it's a quadrant two activity. You need to schedule it. You need to tell yourself once in a month I will do this, once in a week I will do this, ever so often I will ensure that this is scheduled as something that I need to do. One of the key areas of spiritual uh, sharpening of soul is value clarification. You know, now this in, in, in your spiritual soul, the most important endowment that you are giving muscle to is your conscience is your conscience, is your judgment of right and wrong. What holds sway in getting refreshed to be able to constantly be able to say no to the things you should say no to. You know, many of us, I like the scripture that says help one another so that your, your spiritual reflexes are not weakened against sin. The reality is we have reflexes and your capacity to say no be worn out you can get to a place where the things you said no to confidently, you now say maybe, are we together the one has the capacity to wear you out to a place where at a point in your life, no I can't do that I will not do that normally, you know I will not do it normally you know I will not do it for everybody but (laughs) but I will do it, something is happening this spiritual soul was not sharpened. It's value clarification. It's what you can do from study. You can sit down and study your Bible, or study your Quran, whatever it is you are comfortable studying. But you want to renew that dimension of your life, what keeps you informed, keeps you in shape, and keeps you able to always be able to, to choose what you want to do, is how you renewed you are in that direction. Prayer, meditation, Bible study, Keeping yourself in Congress, not, not, coming, not coming to a place where you're not even sure, you are sure as if you are fresh. There's something fresh about knowing that even this morning, God still spoke to you. It's fresh, it is not. Ah, I was talking with somebody recently, and person said to me, You know, um, I'm not praying like I used to pray, I'm not praying the way I used to pray. So I told the person, That's a behavior that you want to change, but what's the paradigm? What happened? What's the paradigm that brought you to a place where that's not happening? And usually the paradigm is a paradigm of maybe I've offended God. Maybe I've done something wrong consistently and I feel I shouldn't even be talking to God anymore. Or maybe your perspective about prayer is not even correct. I tell people, listen to me. I don't expect my son to have a schedule on how many hours he wants to spend with me. I am the one that asks that schedule. I am more eager to spend time with my son than he's willing to spend time with me. Do you understand? Now, if he wants to spend time with me, I don't expect him to calibrate it. I expect him to just come. And then if I'm busy, I can say, hey, come back later. I want to do something now. Do you understand? That's the same way, I want to also see the fact that I can, I can get dull in my spiritual components which gives stamina to everything else I'm doing which gives me clarity with my mental soul, which gives me clarity in my social interaction with other people, which, which pushes me in other directions. I need to clarify my values. I need to study. I need to clarify my commitment. You know, many of us get tired because we are not committed. Because we committed ourselves at a particular point and we lost that commitment. Now, many of us in this class, if we keep at the habits we have developed in this time, if you can sustain it for five years, your life will not remain the same. Do you understand? If I can tell myself, okay, I am doing, I'm able to wake up at this time, I'm able to do this and do this, I'm able to get this done, I can keep that tempo on for the next five years, you'll be financially free. I can promise you. But that commitment, that sense of commitment towards a purpose needs to be renewed from time to time. Otherwise, you forget about it. So, these are the key areas where we sharpen the souls. Uh, we sharpen it daily. You spend about 30 minutes to one hour daily putting your life together and asking yourself: Have I done anything to increase my, to strengthen myself physically? Have I done anything mentally? Have I done anything? So I didn't cover one part. Yeah. Social. Yeah. Now, reality is we have relationships. Yeah, we have relationships. That's the fourth dimension. That I'm not just myself. I will also engage with other people. And why is social a dimension? Why did I just, why did we just about physical, mental, and spiritual? Why is social evolved? I'll tell you. I always believe that when God wanted to create man, when God created every other animal, He said, Let there be this, and there was this, let there be this, and there was this. When it was time for God to create man, God stepped out of let there be. He says, Let us create man in our image. Now, the first time the world the plural word of us was going to be used was before man was created. And that's because the image that man will take is the image of somebody who exists in a community who is social. I I cannot take the individual out of collective because where it will achieve its highest goals and its highest values is not when he's alone. It's when he's in a union with other people. That we are designed to be community-based. We experience frustrations when we strive to be independent. We experience frustrations when we strive to be alone. That we're meant to be social and achieve our highest potentials when we're working together with other people. That I need to be thinking win-win. I need to work with other people to achieve more. Everything that was created was created because people decided to work together. There was a time God decided to scatter human beings. When he realized that the power of a united human force can take over do you understand can do anything and can do anything, includes can probably even take over heaven he says, ah, Genesis uh, is it 11 6-11 he says, you realize these people are one they speak one language, he says now nothing will be withheld from them that they want to achieve so there is there is capacity in that social dimension and it's something we must sharpen regularly as well. I, I, I don't know if you have witnessed those things before where somebody is deliberately misbehaving. Do I have a witness in the house? If you have a witness in the house, say yeah. yeah. If it's not your son, if he was you, say yeah. yeah. <laughs> deliberately misbehaving. And you guys say, Look, I'm tired. I have tried everything. And he asked me a question. He says, Have you really tried everything? So Yes, I've tried. I really want my son to be normal, to be a good boy. So he said, okay, come and listen to these things. Come and learn Habits 4, 5, and 6. And the guy came and learned Habits 4, 5, and 6. He said, mm, okay, I'll go back and try again. So he called the son. He said, son, you know I'm trying to really understand you. And I know I'm not really trying to understand you. But I want to try. And the boy stood up and said, dad, you don't understand me. You have never understood me. And he walked out and banged the door. He said he felt like chasing him and switching to Win lose <laughs> You know win lose. <laughs> uh-huh. I am the winner, you are the loser. He shouts yeah, 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 like ten times. So I felt like pursuing him and really, really giving him some of my mind. I just felt what's wrong with my son. So you came back to Gosh and said, My son is not serious, he won't cooperate. He won't pass me. He won't. I said, I even try to talk to him. Does he know how much I paid to attend this course to learn to, for his sake? <laughs> I'm angry with him. I'm frustrated. You know, he's, he's really, he's really messed up with me. And he asked me a question. And I said to him, "Can you listen to yourself? Can you listen to the energy of anger, of frustration, and of annoyance that you have against this boy? And does it make sense?" that any technique in this world you will play at the surface will atone for this character challenge that you have. There's a problem. You don't understand him. he believes you don't understand him. And it's not about understanding people from your own point of view. It's about realizing that their perception is their reality. And it doesn't matter what is the truth or what is right. It matters that you are able to see it from their point of view first before you can ever get them to understand. So says, you need to try again. I need to ensure patience. You need to be patient. You're not in a hurry. Make up your mind that he is worth the investment of the time it takes to understand him. And the win you're looking for is for him to behave well in society so that people will see you and think you're a good father. Pocket that. Do it for him. Understand him. And, and, and he went back again, tried to engage him and said, you know what? I'm sorry. I've tried to understand you, but I haven't understood you. And I'm sorry for embarrassing you the way I did at so-so time, and so time, at so time. And the guy burst out and said, you know, you don't know how embarrassed what you did made me feel. I was so embarrassed, and he started crying. And he realized that he's not crying. He's crying not because he doesn't care. He cares. He cares enough to be able to be angry at what his dad had done to him. But he took a small process of healing for the father to realize okay look, I'm the one responsible for it. I've done a few bad things. And he said they chatted, they agreed together get a few things and gradually started making deposits again to build trust afresh and to let him understand I really, really, really want to understand you. I want to see from your perspective. You are not a bad person. You are just reacting. Now, reality is, relationship around our lives form different patterns. I need to ensure I look at the visions around me and take our time to sharpen that soul. Sharpening that soul means I take our time to make deposits in emotional bank accounts. I credit it and credit it and credit, credit it so that whenever I will, by mistake, make a withdrawal, I'm not left with negative balance. Okay, so those are the four key dimensions. They need to be sharpened from time to time. Um The daily private victory is victory over self. Not only does the daily private victory stimulate growth, it also helps us to achieve public victory as well. As we achieve these victories, we cultivate our natural into you know, those six habits. Now, so, Dimension of Renewal again, I've talked about them extensively. We have the physical, uh, we have the mental, we have the spiritual, and we have the social components, the places where we want to sharpen ourselves.